Today is Friday, May 19th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. Yesterday, the Texas state legislature passed a bill to ban puberty blockers and hormone treatments for minors that will soon be sent to Governor Greg Abbott's desk to sign. The bill will also require trans youth who are currently undergoing this type of care to be weaned off in a, quote, medically appropriate manner. But if their doctors thought that that were medically appropriate, wouldn't they already be doing it? This is pretty significant given that Texas is home to one of the largest populations of trans people in the country including approximately 30,000 teenagers between ages 13 and 17. In the culture war across the Gulf, Disney has made its next move against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, announcing yesterday that the company is changing its plans to build a nearly $1 billion office development in Orlando, Florida, known as the Lake Nona Town Center. Or I guess it won't be known as the Lake Nona Town Center. The project would have also relocated more than 2,000 employees from Southern California, but now California will get to keep its 2,000 jobs, and Disney will forfeit as much as a $570 million tax credit over the next 20 years for developing in Orlando. In an email yesterday to Disney employees, sorry, cast members, the company cited, quote, changing business conditions as the reason for canceling the project. Changing business conditions indeed, and so much more. A fifth grade teacher in Brooksville, Florida, which is about an hour north of Tampa, says she's being investigated by her school district and the Florida Department of Education after showing her students the animated Disney movie Strange World, which features an openly gay character. First year teacher Jenna Barbie posted a video on TikTok in which she alleges that a parent, who also serves on the school board, reported her for showing the movie. She accused Barbie of, quote, stripping the innocence of her 10-year-old child. For those not in the animated movie game, Strange World is about a family of explorers and features one character who once mentions that he has a crush on another male character. And it is never brought up again, nor is it a central point of the movie. Now each student in Barbie's class is going to be interviewed one by one by school officials and an investigator from the education department. What, like they have anything better to do than interrogate fifth graders about a PG movie? The Supreme Court ruled yesterday that Twitter cannot be held liable under a federal anti-terrorism law for failing to prevent terrorist groups from using their platform. The justices unanimously reversed a lower court's ruling that revived a lawsuit brought by relatives of a man who was killed during an Islamic State attack in Istanbul in 2017. His family accused Twitter of aiding and abetting the Islamic State by failing to police the platform for the group's posts. They attempted to recover damages under the Anti-Terrorism Act, which enables Americans to sue for damages related to an act of international terrorism. The case before the court hinged on whether there was sufficient evidence that Twitter knowingly provided, quote, substantial assistance to an act of international terrorism. And the court ultimately ruled that social media companies are not liable for failing to prevent terror groups from using their platforms. Forget liability, they will verify them for eight bucks. 89-year-old Senator Dianne Feinstein has been back at work for about a week on a very part-time basis, 
But new reporting from the New York Times reveals that she had previously suffered undisclosed complications while she was hospitalized with shingles over the past two months. It is now being reported that the shingles spread to her face and neck, causing impairments to her vision and balance, as well as facial paralysis known as Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. In addition to that, Feinstein developed post-shingles encephalitis, which is characterized by swelling of the brain and can leave lasting memory and language problems, sleep and mood disorders, headaches, difficulty walking, and bouts of confusion, which could explain why Senator Feinstein told a group of reporters last week when she returned to work that she hasn't been gone, saying, quote, I've been here, I've been voting. I guess that might be the uh, lasting memory problems. Finally for today, much like the use of dermal fillers, Hollywood appears to be going all in on strikes. SAG-AFTRA, which is the union that represents more than 160,000 entertainment professionals, including every actor that has ever graced your screen, large or small, unanimously agreed to authorize a strike in anticipation of their upcoming contract negotiations with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. That is the same entity that's negotiating in the writer's strike. Contract negotiations for SAG are scheduled to start on June 7th, and a strike authorization vote does not necessarily mean that a strike will definitely happen, but it would allow the union's board to call for one if they deem it necessary during negotiations. It should theoretically strengthen SAG's position during the negotiations to have a strike authorization on the table, kind of like a threat or a promise, depending which housewife city you're from. Like the WGA, performers are focused on negotiating to increase compensation, who isn't, particularly within the streaming ecosystem and to regulate the use of artificial intelligence. How about we replace the executives with artificial intelligence? It seems like a reasonable cost-cutting measure considering that they don't write, act, direct, design, or do any of the thousand things required to make the actual entertainment. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements brought to you by Betches Media. If you're looking for more newsy listening from Betches Media, on yesterday's episode of the Betches Sup podcast, our hosts chat about the writer's strike, Josh Hawley's op-ed about the crisis of masculinity, and finally, they are joined by Chastin Buttigieg to talk about parenting, attacks on LGBTQ rights, and about rewriting his memoir for young adults. If you have a moment and you like the show, please let me know with a review on Apple Podcasts or with a rating on Spotify. And as always, until next week, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.